Hi, and welcome to episode 149 of No Crying in Baseball, the Welcome to Slam Diego episode. My name is Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey there. I would love to go over to Slam Diego. It just sounds beaches and sunshine and grand slams. Yeah, you can't actually see the baseball being there, but I'm sure just being in the ambience, just being in that aura, because there's something magic happening out there. You know, I used to live there. I did used to live there. So I I would like to return as well just to kind of, you know, relive those glory days. And oh, my God, the current glory days. And you know what they don't have in Slam Diego? They don't have unwritten rules anymore because you know what? There's a reason they were unwritten. They're not important enough to write down. There you go. Yeah. And and if people don't have to have some sort of common understanding, I mean, that's why you write shit down, right? So that everybody gets the same story in the same way. Yeah. You don't write it. How does everybody understand it? I don't know. And they're not good. They haven't passed the test to be good enough to be a rule, really, I think is part of it. Well, on today's show... Welcome to Slam Diego Indeed. We're welcoming our friends Angela and Liddy Hells Bells to talk to us about Tatis Jr. and Grand Slams and just letting the kids play. We've got the COVID-19 updates, as always, with the Mets, the Reds, the Astros alternate training site, and weirdly, Nick Markakis. We're talking to you about Ohio pitchers, the endlessly fascinating Trevor Bauer, and Cleveland not really missing those banished pitchers yet. Maybe a quick stop with when is an apology, not an apology, because here we go again, this time with Tom Brenneman. In Boyfriend News, we are Team Tatis. We've got Joey, we've got Evan, and we've got Pasta Night. In our grooming segment, we've got Flo. And then in international baseball, turns out we're very big in Taiwan. All right, we always start with the COVID-19 updates because, you know, science is crucial. And it is the context for everything we do in the whole freaking world right now. Yeah, this is just our environment. I mean, we're surrounded by living under COVID, so it makes sense. This week, um, MLB had, they tested 12,485 samples for their monitoring testing, right? And there were seven positives this week. Three of those were players and four of those were staff. Some of them were at alternate training sites. Some of those people were in the the major league teams that we're watching play right now. Um, Nick Markakis interestingly, who had opted out and then opted back in to the Atlanta baseball team is on the IL there now because of potential exposure to someone who tested positive. So they actually put him right on the IL and then he'll go through the the COVID protocol. You know, he's got to test negative and be cleared by health professionals and whatnot to come back in. But I thought that was fascinating that someone who said, I'm staying away from all this. No, I'm coming back is now out again. So is that exposure with somebody on the team or on staff or outside of the park where he just did something not appropriate, maybe? There was no information as to who it was, but there were no positive tests on the Atlanta baseball team. So the assumption is it's someone outside the the team. Damn. And you never know. I mean, it could have been unaware and then you find out later. Poor guy. So the Reds, we mentioned last week that they had one positive test and um, mysteriously, they put my boyfriend Nick Senzel on the IL with no designation as to what his injury is. So they're leaving that up to not so um, creative speculation. But the good news is over the past several days, there were no additional cases. No one else tested positive through their contact tracing and their repeat testing. So the Reds resumed their season after three games off those three games, which will be postponed. So they started playing midweek last week. And so far, so good. We'll see what incubation period does, but so far, so good. That's not, especially comparatively to what happened with the cards and the Marlins. That's a good thing. 
So Wednesday, every single team played for the only time this season, I Ooh, believe. Wow. Yes. And then Thursday, <laughs> oh no, it one player <laughs> can't last. You can't have two. You can't have a good thing. One player and one coach on the Mets tested positive while in Miami's, which postponed their last game against the Marlins. And then they eventually postponed the entire Subway series against the Yankees, which was going to, pardon me, go through this weekend while we're recording. What happened was the two people who tested positive and those people who were determined to have been in close contact with them stayed in Miami for a follow-up and everybody else went back to New York and is going, they're, they're all still negative. There's all kinds of repeat testing and um, they're going through all the protocols. And so far, everybody else who was negative before remains negative. Um, so the Mets should start playing. I think they, I think Monday was going to be a scheduled day off anyway. So I believe they come back on Tuesday. The Astros alternate training site has been shut down because they, this is this is actually good news. They had one positive test. So they shut the whole thing down to do testing and contact tracing to make sure they've got it contained. Um there's been no contact with the people playing on the Astros right now or coaching those folks. There's no overlap, which is good news. There's not a timetable for bringing it back up. They have to go through. They need to make sure that everything is okay before they open that site back up. The way it affects the Astros is they can't call anybody up from Ooh. that alternate site. So they're wow. on a road trip right now. So they've got their expanded roster of 28 players and I believe a five-person taxi squad with them. And that's all they've got. So until this opens back up, they can't interact with those players that are still there. You got what you get and you don't get upset. That's right. And, you know, they're doing the right thing. That, so in yeah. all of these cases, I feel like the teams are taking things more seriously than they did before. And they're being more careful and they're not afraid to shut things down when they have to. And the health is the most important thing and stop screwing around. That's good. I was feeling, you know, I think back to the beginning of the season when we were incredibly skeptical about this working at all, you know, beyond like two weeks. And just the fact that we've made it this far and it seems like the response from what you're describing, the response is better. And I was even impressed when I was watching the Red Sox game earlier today, definitely not impressed by the play of the Red Sox, but by a couple of the players in the stands distanced, not hanging out in the dugout. So I thought, hey, a little bit of little bit of um, progress there. Yeah, teams are doing that, and that seems to be a lot more serious since the Cardinals outbreak. Like the Marlins mm -hmm. one, people were sort of vindictive about the Marlins. That was the first one. But then when the when the Cardinals thing happened, all of a sudden, I think that was when it kicked in gear a little bit. And I'm going to tell you, what, low key, I had a bet going with myself about how long the season was going to last. That's I have a great a, way to make a bet. <laughs> I have a lot of baseball-related T-shirts. And I said, I wonder if, if I wear a different baseball T-shirt every day, what will I run out of first? Baseball T-shirts or the current season? And I, uh -huh. it looks, I'm down to kind of the end. I did order a new shirt. That's cheating. I can't count that one. <laughs> I can't count that one. But it's a nice shirt. Yeah. It's a nice shirt. But I think that the season is going to win. I, I'm feeling more confident that the season's going to happen because things are being yeah. taken more seriously yeah. now. Well, I guess the win, though, is that we make it out without anybody being seriously injured because of it. And I think yeah. that goes both for COVID and for injuries that are happening because of the way that the season has been going that you were talking about last week. But whatever. Or, you know, for, for instance, um, Claire is just not killing each other, sort of the, <laughs> the track that Trevor Bauer is on these days. I, I'm trying to think, like, why do I give a shit about Trevor Bauer? I've been talking about him way too much. 
And it's probably because I spend too much time on Twitter. And one of the, you know, the first sort of Twitter interactions that I saw with him was when he was harassing that that young female fan. And I thought, this guy is just a complete asshole. But then he comes around and, you know, it sort of goes back and forth. And with this uh, issue this week, I kind of feel it's a little bit more on the asshole end, which is sort of like my cat who was really not around for this episode yet. But now that's the meowing in the background that you hear yet yet again. Um, They are emeralds. So I know who I'm thinking about. Yeah, it is. It's emeralds. It's emeralds. Yeah. Emeralds about to jump on my lap. All right. And now emeralds going to settle down. Okay, let's get away from the mic. And we're going to talk about Trevor Bauer, who is a big supporter of Joe Kelly Um, and and not, you know, necessarily because of being buddies as pitchers, which I'm not entirely sure about. I don't think I don't know if they were ever together, but the shared hatred of the Astros. And I think, you know, that goes for most pitchers in the league, hatred of the Astros. So the MLB this year sort of loosened up their rules about wearing cleats and Trevor Bauer was going to take advantage of it. And he got some free Joe Kelly cleats. So these cleats are wait, wait, wait. We need to make sure you put the emphasis in the right place. They weren't right. free cleats. They were right. free Joe Kelly <laughs> cleats. And they're free for somebody, though. They're going to be free for somebody. But yes, the cleats said on one shoe, free Joe Kelly, which, of course, if you've been listening the past couple of weeks, that has to do with Joe Kelly being suspended for throwing at a couple of Astros. Um, the other cleat, and this is classic, has Joe Kelly's pouty face. You know, that little kindergarten pout that he did going back to the dugout. Um, so Barrow is going to wear them playing. And he announced on Twitter that he was going to do a post-game giveaway to anybody who bought, well, not anybody, but one lucky person out of the many people who would buy a t-shirt on his website. And the t-shirt had a goat, like it you know, I guess, you know, the the reference to greatest of all time, but I don't know, that's a bit of a stretch, but it was a goat with Joe Kelly's pouty face on it. I am not buying this t-shirt. I do not recommend buying the t-shirt. It wasn't a good shirt. It was not a good shirt. I checked out the shirt. Not, not yeah. effective. And, and it says deal with it on it. So this is, this is a big, I don't know, this is extra machismo, fuck you attitude, just trying to milk it for all it's worth, the fuck the Astros kind of thing. The only decent thing maybe about it is that the proceeds from buying the t-shirt were going to go to a charity Although it's Joe Kelly's charity of choice. And I really have no idea what (laughs) Joe Kelly's uh, framework is for how to select a charity. But uh, apparently MLB did not let Trevor Bauer wear the cleats during the game. Matter of fact, they threatened him that he would be fined, punished if he did. And he was pretty pissed and he took it to Twitter as one does and said, MLB told us that they had a new cleat policy this year where they're allowing us to put kind of whatever we want on their cleats as long as it wasn't offensive or political. Apparently that's not the truth. Apparently that's just if they agree with it or not. So what's offensive to you? Maybe not offensive to me. MLB came back and said there is a rule that says that MLB and the Players Club will each have discretionary rights to deny any proposed design. So Bauer's response, and this is just classic, is in the future, he just won't announce it (laughs) ahead of time. I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want. I'm not going to tell you about it. So... You know, I don't know. It, it's something interesting to talk about. I really don't support this. I just think he's being a little bit of a dick at this point. Do, what think, do you think? What I think is that 
pitchers are supporting each other. Yeah, that, yeah. I think it's a pitcher thing more right. than it is, a, you know, screw the Astros thing. I think right. it's, you know, understanding the pitcher frame of mind and, and therefore like sticking with your people. Right. And there's something to be said for that. And honestly, I what I am okay with is let him wear whatever fuck cleats he wants. Like, I think the guys should be able to, in general, yeah. wear what they want as long as it's, it's not offensive. I mean, maybe somebody thinks saying free Joe Kelly is, a, I don't think it quali- it rises I mean, to the level. I mean, free is not a- the F word that I would have, I want them to like censor for a family yeah. show like sports. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the the good news, though, is, you know, we talked, I think, last week about Bauer's conflict with his ex-agent, uh, Scott Boris, which is another, like, there is no winner in this thing. It's just an interesting <laughs> situation to talk about. But he has a really um, out there new young woman manager, Rachel Luba, who I think is, I, I think she's doing a good job. She's out there. She's on all sorts of media. She's outspoken. She knows what she's talking about. And apparently she gets a little bit of shit for it. And she was, she's been trying to do some TikTok promos, I guess, for Bauer. And some Yankees fan, of course, got into a conflict with her. And his line, which is, you know, this is where you just don't take it, was go back to painting your nails. And no matter what kind of argument you're in with somebody and no matter who's right or wrong, if a woman is one of the people involved, you don't say that because it's just being a misogynistic prick and you're not dealing with the issue. You're just stooping to a level of of stupid insults. But she had the last word and she recorded a little video of herself on Twitter holding up her very nicely manicured nails and then she left one finger up. (laughs) (laughs) Can, can can she be one of our baseball boyfriends? Oh yeah, yeah. She we don't really great. have an agent boyfriend. Style. Maybe it would be Luba right. for sure. Yeah. Let's talk about some more Ohio pitchers because not just Trevor Bauer, but all of them seem to be endlessly fascinating right now. So you might remember that the Cleveland baseball team banished Mike Clevenger and Zach Plesak to the alternate training site after not only breaking health protocol, but lying about it. Their 10-day banishment is up tomorrow. We're recording on Sunday night. Their banishment is up on Monday. By the time you hear this, something may have happened. There are musings that maybe one or both of them would be traded. There are musings that one or both of their banishments might be extended most people think they will come back, but it seems like the team is really trying to take care of the team. Like they know these guys are stupendous, excellent pitchers, but is it worth screwing with team chemistry and yeah. with trust and all of that to bring them back? So curious to see what's going to happen there. In the meantime, what the heck is the Cleveland baseball team going to do without these two starters? Well, let me tell you, Shane Bieber continues to rock the world of pitching. He's got the league leading 64 strikeouts in his first six games. Four of his games, he's had 10 or more strikeouts. The last game he pitched, there were six scoreless innings. He is an ace. He's an ace. Uh, Aaron Savale had a five hit complete game win this week. Uh, this weekend, they were like, okay, what do we do now? Because now we're out of people that we normally use as starters or even, you know, move around to start. So they called up a rookie. They called up this this kid, Tristan McKenzie. And I, I need you to see him if you haven't seen a picture of him. He's this big around. And this big is a toothpick. He's this skinny little guy. He's like, you know, pitchers now seem to be like they're they're built. You can tell they lift. They have, you know, they're sturdy looking. He's not at all sturdy looking. He struck out. 10 batters 
and allowed only one run in six innings. I watched him. He was spectacular. This was his major league debut, and he was spectacular. So I think they're kind of going to be okay. I saw a a banner saying that Cookie Carrasco, somebody thought that he threw a knuckle curve and that Bieber taught it to him. And Hmm. so... I don't know. There you go. There's a little bit of camaraderie. And if Cookie's going to step up too, they might be yep. in good shape without the, uh, without the COVID duo. The COVID duo. Um, the other thing that happened in Ohio this week <laughs> with the Reds, holy crap. We, you know, we talked about this before we started recording. Do we want to talk about this? Because we are tired. We are tired of uh, crap, right? Of of people saying stuff and then saying, Oh, I didn't mean that. That's not about me. Yes. We're talking about Tom Brenneman dropping a homophobic slur over a hot mic while calling a Reds game versus Kansas city and his apology and his excuses were largely about, Oh, sorry. It was a hot mic. I didn't know. And Oh boy, that is not the issue. The issue Mm -mm. is the language you are using and the casualness with which you let it fly. You clearly use these words a lot. And then one apology, there were many apologies. One of them, he said, oh, I didn't know, you know, how, you know, the history of this term and that it was that bad. Like, really, you make a living with your freaking words, buddy. You, you know, you've been out in the world for a long time, buddy. He is the son of Marty Brenneman, who is going to be inducted into the Reds Hall of Fame. Ooh. Next summer, Marty's wow. been around. Marty had a, a hot mic issue years ago, um, making a joke about fans from Kentucky. And what huh. he had to do was um, his, I think it was the owner of, who was it? Somebody who was above him um, made him write letters of apology to the people that they heard from complaining about the, you know, the mocking of the Kentucky fans. And he did. And then it was okay. But now, you know, that was way before social media. So now, (laughs) um, yeah, that's not the hot mic. Words matter. There is no place for this. And a lot of people who have been writing about this had excellent points in that. Okay. Clearly he needs to be rehabilitated, right? Not just fired. Right. He, need, he needs to understand. He needs to understand. He needs to have conversations. He needs to work this through. And also, can we please hire some openly gay commentators? Right. Right. If you make populations that people slur, whether it's racial or gender or sexual orientation, or whatever it is, more visible and more integrated and more open, it's less likely to happen. Right. And that's what I, you know, what I was upset about also is the way he said it was so casual that if the mic had not been hot, nothing would have happened. You know, who knows how often he or other people in that room speak like that. So that's what's upsetting too. He's not the only one really who's culpable there. It's everybody around him who wouldn't have done shit had he not been broadcasting it to the world. So that's exactly what you're saying is a key thing. If the guy next to him had been somebody who is gay, he probably wouldn't have talked that way. Or maybe he would have learned a little bit about, you know, why it's really important not to say things like that. So yeah, changes have to happen. One last thing about um, the whole Reds in Kansas City thing. You mentioned Trevor Bauer. He pitched the first game in Kansas City, and he was very excited to get the win because it gave him the opportunity to rip off his jersey to expose his Send It t-shirt, which commemorates yes. him turning around when he played with the Cleveland baseball team in Kansas City and throwing the ball over the center field wall because he didn't want to come out of the game. Yeah. I love it. 
that was one of his uh, less less shining moments, I think. But you, you know, know what? If he owns it, he owns it. I love it. I yeah. love it. All right. I don't want to come right. out. There it is. I, I think he's never going to reach the baseball boyfriend level, though, with us. So we're going to talk a little bit about our baseball boyfriends because we do this every week. And these are the guys that we choose in the off season. We each choose one guy per team because we identify with them in some way. They're cool. We want to have a beer with them. Usually they also have mad skills, especially the guys that Patty picks. But <laughs> yeah, I lucked out last year, so I'm feeling really stupid for leaving, for letting Tatis Jr. go. So the other deal is that we pick new guys every year because it's more fun for this show, but we hang on to one every year. And I didn't hang on to Tatis Jr. And we're going to talk about him a lot more later when our friends from Slam Diego are with us. But he's still totally raking in the in the charts. He's tied with one of my current baseball boyfriends, Mike Yastrzemski of the Giants, for the most hits right now. He's leading with home runs. Good thing he keeps swinging with 12. He's leading with RBI, and he's part of a six-way tie for second with stolen bases. So he is one of those, I don't know how many tools, so many tools. I think he's got more than five. He's got doesn't a lot he, of tools. Doesn't he also lead in, in um, wins above replacement? He is not number one. He's in the top five, I think. I actually think Bieber's number one. Like, huh. oh, oh. I was just looking at that yesterday, too, because I was going to stick that in here. So unless things have changed drastically okay. by right. today, but he's definitely up there. He's up in contention. The happiest text I got this week was from my friend Potty Mouth, who Yay. texted me, Joey Bart is getting called up. Because <laughs> as you know, if you've been listening to the show, Joey Bart is my Giants boyfriend. And I thought, well, you know, if Buster Posey is opting out, this is an opening for Joey Bart to get some playing time because he's, you know, was still in the minors back when we had minor leagues. He's up. He's up. And he had kind of an inauspicious start and kind of a great start. It's been a weird couple of games for him, but I love him with all of my heart. And let me tell you why. His first game, um, my friend Deborah, hi, Deborah. Um, from from the Bay Area, called it a rookie cycle. And we realized huh. it was not quite a rookie cycle, but his first at bat, he was hit by a pitch. His first at bat. His first major Welcome league at bat. Welcome to the majors, plunk. Right? He also, in the course of the game, struck out. He had a hit. His hit was a double, and it was the hardest hit, um, uh, extra base hit by anybody on the Giants team this season. It was super hard up the, the third baseline. It was fantastic. It was great. He didn't have a walk. I think if you get hit by a pitch, strike out, hit safely, and get a walk, it's the complete rookie cycle. So he missed uh, that cycle. But bummer. then in the next game, he did walk, and that was his first RBI. So his first at-bat was hit by a pitch. His first RBI, he walked in a run. The bases were loaded, wow. and he walked. Isn't that hilarious? That so, is that is weird. Yeah. He's had three hits so far because he just started this week. They're all doubles. One of them missed being a home run by inches, just inches. And he is the third giant since 1901 to hit extra base hits in his first three games. Joey Bart is so much fun to watch. He also today chased down a foul ball so far that it was like in the third base coach box. He oh, ran wow. from the catcher spot all the way over there and he made the circus catch. So that he so came awesome. to play and I love you, Joey Bart. I'm so excited about you. And that's what you want to see. And actually the cool thing about his announcement, I think it was either the same day or the day after that Buster Posey posted a picture of the twins. 
So it's kind of like, you know, Buster's okay. This is like, like what you said, the baton is being passed. This is supposed to happen right now. And Buster also sent him an encouraging congratulatory text before his first game too, which was great. That was super great. In the world of the Mariners, Evan White had a hell of a game against the Rangers. He hit his fifth home run and had six RBIs in the Mariners win over the Rangers earlier oh, this week. That means the poor Rangers, they were the target of the the Padres. Too. I, think they, I think the Padres broke them and yeah. now everyone else is just going to romp over their, their, you know, broken, sad little prone bodies, I think. <laughs> Well, I was happy with the Mariners for a while because they were maintaining the last place until my Red Sox just took it. But the Mariners are are doing a cool thing despite their low, lowness in the standings. Lowness, bottomness, getting yeah. But despite their standings, they have they debuted something called a fly cam, and it's literally a camera that flies above head. It's on. It's not just a drone. It's on like pulleys, and so I think it has like a root. But it could be the new cool thing in. I don't know, in televised baseball. Very exciting. I'm going to have to watch. So did I tell you that I've been trying to watch more condensed games that MLB TV has available? They're five-minute recaps of the games that show like all the scoring plays oh, and, that's cool. and like, really notable defensive plays. And one of the great things that, that does for me is it gives it gives me a flavor of what local commentators are saying. That's where I picked up on the White Sox Broadway thing that we talked about last week. Those same commentators now educated me about a former boyfriend, Tim Anderson, that whenever he hits a home run, he has a spaghetti dinner at home. So <laughs> when he hits a home run, it's a pasta party. And, you know, you wouldn't know this unless you walk, watch the local broadcasters call the game. So there you go. So we used to say party at Napoli's, and now it's pasta party at Tim Anderson's house. That sounds like a fun party. I would do that. And you know you know what I've gotten out of watching random games is noticing the flow. So I was watching the, uh, the Red Sox Orioles series just a bit. And I've got to say I'm super impressed by the Orioles third baseman, Rio Ruiz, because he has just a majestic mane. And it's a mohawk. And it, but it's long, and and I actually was curious enough about it to look it up, and it turns out that um, he's not going to the barber because of the pandemic. So yay, points for a responsible Oriole, and he's just having his wife shave the sides. Now I've been shaving Mr. Potty Mouse Head. Well, not totally shaving, like you know, one of those clippers with just a little bit, but the whole thing. But now I'm thinking, hey, maybe I should just not shave the top for Mr. Potty Mouth and see. I mean, he's not going to have this. <laughs> He will have no part of that, but I, I like no. the enthusiasm. I like the enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah. But, and the other the other game that I caught with a little bit of was the um, Atlanta team playing the Phillies. And talk, there's some serious hair going on there between Bryce Harper, who's just like all over the place, um, and Ronald Acuna, your, your Atlanta boyfriend from last year. He is rocking the hair. It's getting pretty long. So there's stuff to watch. Except for Acuna is also on the IL right now. Oh, fuck. Really? Yeah. So everybody's getting hurt. And you mentioned that earlier. And just really briefly, I'm not going to go through a laundry list, but there are a lot of interesting debuts happening fast and furious because guys are getting hurt. It's not just testing positive for COVID, but the, the hits just keep on coming as far as a sprained thumb or a twisted knee or a... Oh, my God, I forgot to tell you, um, uh, uh, groin injuries are a thing, you know. And I've seen in the past couple days, watching a lot of condensed games, catchers especially, you know. 
I just saw that with Pedro Severino just now, like this afternoon with the Orioles, he was on base and then he's not on base anymore. And it was, that's exactly what it was. So a lot of guys are getting hit. The catchers are getting hit in the, in, in the groin area and the announcers always use euphemisms like, Oh, he just got hit where you don't want to get hit except for, and I can't remember who it was. It might, God, it might've been my white Sox friends again, who said, you know, when you get hit in the groin, you know, most guys are, they went into exquisite detail about you're wearing a <laughs> cup. And so there's like a very distinctive sound. You know how, when you hit a ball on the barrel of the bat, it's a distinctive sound. It's the same thing when you get hit in the groin and they just kept going. I'm like, wow, I partially, appalled but partially you go and use actual words instead of just saying hit where he doesn't want to be hit yeah and encouraging people to wear a cup is a very safe See? thing to do we talked about that before too <laughs> safety first and please use correct words for parts of the anatomy we're super lucky this week to have some special guests with us all the way from slam diego and i usually introduce our guests but these guests have such a great intro to their own podcast that I'm going to ask you guys to do that for us right now. Could you do your, your podcast intro? Hi, this is Angela. This is Liddy. And we are Hell's Bells. Bells. I thought you wanted us to impersonate the song. That would have been <laughs> that would have been good too. I did, yeah. I'm I'm a big ACDC person. Yes, yeah, so but am I. We we are <laughs> super appreciative of you guys joining us this week, seeing as though San Diego has been all over the news, and uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about the crazy week that the Padres have had. Wait, we we've been on the news. Yeah. A little bit. Well, you know, when you oh. make it to the news in your nation's capital during the same week that the you know Democratic National Convention is going on and all that stuff, oh. it's news. It's news. So, That's oh, my crazy. gosh. So so Angela and Liddy are, are they have this great podcast, the Hell's Bells podcast about the Padres. And who better to talk about all this craziness and wonder that's been happening this past week? We are, as we've said before, Fernando Tatis Jr. is our boyfriend poster boy this year and he really started a thing this week can you guys catch us up on the thing that got started this week first of all i think he just needs to be your poster boy just in general <laughs> period i want posters yeah i want needs- multiple posters <laughs> yeah there's multiple looks so it's fine it can happen and but will lady, you start it. no you no. start okay all right I, there's so much to say there's so much to say. Uh, we're we're in this weird world right now where like everybody's giving the Padres so much attention because we're fantastic. And <laughs> you are. You are. Oh, power to you. Power to you. And I'm, I'm just I'm still not that. convinced it's our team. I know. I'm 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 like, is, are those aliens that are okay? Um, like who are these people? I feel like okay, well, the big thing this week, obviously, um, was the Grand Slam record which the San Diego Padres now hold for um, the most slam uh, grand slams in a row, which is. I'm sorry. Hold on. Can you say that again? The most <laughs> grand slams in a row. The uh, most who, grand slams in a row. 
Who? Who? Grand Slams? Who? Who? Which team? Who? Which team? Who? The Slam Diego Padres. What? Yeah, they <laughs> are. Yeah, Wait, they can do. I just say that I stopped everything and ordered a Slam Diego t-shirt right away? You did? And that nice. was before, like, the last one. So I got in early. And that's right yeah. yet. So, you know. Yeah. But I'm still done. waiting. I'm still it's... waiting for my moment to get mine. Yeah. I mean, it's been insane. First, we had, well, of course, who started it off? But our favorite guy, Mr. Tatis. Yeah. Okay. And do you want to talk about that one, Ange? Uh, yeah, because it really chaps my hide. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so well yeah. put. Well put. So how exciting, right? Because um, freaking COVID. And I still stand with the fact that we should just not have had a season because it's just crazy. Because I put it on record right now that God help me if we win a World Series. Uh, this is oh. not how I wanted to do it and when. Nope, right. <laughs> nope. And we'll never but hear the end of it. Right? Never. Like, it's not a real World Series. Yeah. Right. But more importantly, let's just talk about Air Tatis and how amazing he, we already know he is. Uh, but that boy will never, ever get back that moment that he hit his first career Grand Slam and he will never get that moment back to cherish because it was downplayed by a stupid unwritten rule that the old boys class Club. had put in, you know, it just overshadowed it all. And it's really pathetic and sad. Can I just interject? I didn't know it was his first. Yes. I had no clue. It was his oh first my God, that Grand makes, Slam. That makes me even more pissed right? off. Like really fucking That's why pissed I told Lizzie yeah. we needed Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And do you guys yeah. realize the also the significance that not only was it his first and he started the 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 incredible streak of four grand salamis, but his father's also the one that holds the record mm -hmm. for the most grand slams in a game. I mean, this guy was born with a grand slam in his mouth. He's his amazing. father had two grand slams in an inning. In, in, in an inning. inning. In one in inning. inning. That's right. I mean, he needed a little help record. with that, but. Yeah, yes. so he was yeah. born with a Grand Slam spoon in his mouth. <laughs> he was, definitely. <laughs> or a Grand Slam silver spoon. And to have that that joy sucked out of that man <laughs> who is so full of joy, it was just I killing know. me dead. It's it really good, it's especially too. So did you guys catch Hosmer talking to the other dugout? I did. Okay. And I, I, I mean, I saw the image. I don't yes. know what was said. Do you know what was said? Because it, it looked like Go ahead, the Liddy. sucking the joy part, right? Uh, no, it, I think it was misinterpreted, actually. Oh, good, because, good. Because uh, Hosmer's yeah. my boyfriend this year. So I, I was understand. A bad about that. He's looking a little thin right now because he had gastritis mm -hmm. for a week. But anyway, um, oh, he reported eggs. that he. What he was saying was um, was not what everybody thought was. Everybody thought what he said to their bench oh. was, "Okay, I'll tell him." And like he went over and he chastised him. Uh -huh. That's not what went on. He he um he went over and he told Tatis that um you know what was going on. Like they were just I guess chirping, and you know that there's he was trying to let him know like you know supposedly there's the rule, but he was not chastising him himself, and he was not trying to take away from his big moment either. Good. He was just saying like kind of like you know some people are like this, and I looked at Tatis when Hosmer was talking to him, and I thought he looked like he was gonna cry. Uh, it was well, awful. Yeah, he just had uh, his first career grand slam. The excitement sucked right out of it. You yeah, know, yeah, that's unfair. I had heard yeah, that. Hosmer looked at the dugout and said that I will take care of it. Yeah. 
I heard that oh. he said, I'll talk to him. Yeah. Something yeah. along those lines. But which he then, might which he might have said. Like that's fine. Yeah. But he, he did not go in and say, you know, uh, Taddy, those guys are really pissed off at you. You shouldn't have swung at three oh. He didn't do but that. Can I can I just say that after that day? Because <laughs> then was Myers was next, right? No, Machado was, wasn't he? It was Machado and then Myers and then Hosmer. And That's then right. we missed a day, and then Cronenworth got one. Yeah, why? What was the slacking on that, that day off? I mean, what was going <laughs> I, on there? Sure. We, they weren't. I even wrote off it that down day. that it was Myers Machado Hosmer. Oh, okay. it was Myers Machado. Yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't yeah. sure. I had the two I took in the middle notes. mixed up. But, it's you know, so hard to remember. It's hard to you know. It's alliterative. There's so yeah. many. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I know, um, when you have all those grand slams, you just lose count. Well, and Friday was kind of like a home run derby of sorts. I mean, oh it was God. a lot of home runs. It was insane. And then Grisham last night got three in a row. Yeah, we could just, yeah, he had three in I one game. Yeah, I don't know, we what's, don't going know what's going on. on. We, we didn't play know. in Colorado, for the record. Um, yeah. They, the Rockies were playing the Dodgers, losing their butts. But that's yeah. another story. Um, but what's what that noise that I hear in the background? Um, that would be Roy. I think that's Roy. Oh, hi, Roy. Roy. Always trying to get on things. It's like, can he just, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, always. Anyway. If you can hear us, make us crown and cokes. Yes. <laughs> yes, they're requesting crown and cokes. That's okay. I always say hi to their, his and Donovan's guests when they're that's recording. True. That's so. true. There we go. Because I get All excited. Right. I'm like, oh. Hi. Hi. <laughs> okay, so here's a question for you. So, I mean, I got to figure that San Diego would be nuts and out of their collective minds right now. Is that is that visible because, you know, COVID and staying well, inside? And, I mean, is visible. that like... It's it's not visible except on Padre's Twitter, yes. I think. Twitter uh -huh. is just blown up. I mean, have you guys... <laughs> it's great. Go on, Nan. Go on. People are... Act and I actually tweeted today because... If they if people want to ruin it with the the old unwritten rules stuff, I everybody keeps bringing it up. So today Tatis, he had he stopped a ball at short, threw it to second. He was a part of a double play. It didn't stop there. He went from shortstop, ran into left field and did this amazing air Tatis jump into the air, caught the freaking ball. It was amazing. Right Oh, and they're showing it right now on the TV. <laughs> Tati Jr. defies gravity with spectacular catch in the eighth. Oh, my God. Um, he's he's just, is there nothing he can't do? I don't think so. Not yet. The one that got me was when he stole third, and yeah. they're up six to nothing, and he steals third. And nobody said you know, anything that, about that either. Yeah. And it was and it was beautiful. Like and the tag, like he evaded. It was one of those yeah. magical evade the tags. He, he always does he's that. amazing. He evades tags like no one I've ever seen. I I just want to say that zero you know what's were given by him after they ruined his grand slam. Yes. Now did oh, really? you guys hear what our um new manager Jace Tingler said oh, after the oh, game? Oh, Mr. Popularity at this when point. When he apologized? Right? When he apologized? Oh or no, it was before that. He basically I feel like he did throw him under the bus. Yes. Because he referred to it as a learning opportunity. Right. Yeah. When I the irony mm. of it is is that it was a learning opportunity for Jace. Mm-hmm. Not, not for only Tommy. that. He totally missed the point that it was his, it was a really special moment for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's all this, you know, he's lost the clubhouse. Did he lose the clubhouse? I mean. I don't 
I don't know. think so. I think they love him. Jace? I think Myers loves him. I do Wait, like him. Jace or Jace? Like, who lost the clubhouse? I'm, I'm... Uh, Jace. Oh, uh, Jace. better be talking about them asking. dance moves. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, oh hello. Yeah. <laughs> the funniest thing is comparing the post-Grand Slam dances. Okay, yes. so you've got Taddy's, <laughs> which is, like, perfect, right? The hips. Okay. Uh-huh. Let's not hips even go there. Let's not no. go there. <laughs> Then Myers just walks down the dugout. Yeah, that's his dance. Yeah, yeah, you know Myers. He's he didn't a have a skateboard to do something. So yeah. Machado tries to do the ski thing, but he doesn't quite have what Taddy has. No. And then Hosmer, I didn't see Hosmer, but Cronenworth tried to do it last night. The little. <laughs> I wish I wish this was a visible podcast. <laughs> I guess I do. Yeah, I'm gonna treasure the moment. I am, but I'm right? sorry that our right? listeners can't actually see yeah, that. For, but hang that on for, your for wall, you listeners. No. I have it forever. A really good dance move right there. You missed <laughs> move, and, and she just repeated it. So we all enjoyed this moment very much. I hope you guys appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Wow, this week has been something else, and you know it happened four nights in a row. And I told I told Brett. I straight up said, it's not going to happen when Hosmer came up with the bases loaded. And then I, we both stood up because we were just waiting because that's, you know, that's what you do at the games. And <laughs> what we you do. stood here yeah. and we watched it and we both were like, oh my God, we were screaming. Did you see the video I posted? Yes. I yes. I, well, yeah. I saw your shot in the beer. That was yes. great. <laughs> yeah. And then before that, though, we did a video like we just broke a record. Oh, my God. We made history and it was good. (laughs) Yep. 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 Yeah. For a good reason. We made history. Yeah. Yeah. Never anything good. (laughs) We always. Yeah. Go on. Go on. And I was just going to say there were the four in the row and then you took a day off. And then and then Cronenworth. Right. Who is it's like, tell me about this guy. We uh, don't know. He's as much about him as you do. Um, We got Cronenworth from, from Tampa Bay. Yeah. And yeah. I tell you, between him and the Davies Grisham trade to the Brewers for Urias. Um, no, no, no. And, oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Him and um, Lauer. Yep. I think we finally won a trade. Yeah. Because we usually send hey. over somebody that ends up doing better than they did with us. Jed like we got Trey Turner. Thank you. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or Lou. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, the list goes on. A- but anyways, yeah. Uh, as I was saying, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what a week it's been. Uh, it's been fantastic. It's is crazy. it going to keep and rolling? Do you feel like it's going to keep rolling or do you yes. think it's a flash in the pan? Yes. You know what? I'm going to say yes now. Yeah. And you know what? Mm-hmm. So. It's, it's so it's going to keep rolling and we're going to go to the series this year because it is going to be that thing that it's so yeah. Padres. It just has to be magic. Win. You guys yeah. are magic right but now. We, we win the World Series either, so. in a fake yeah. year and we can't be there. That's like perfect. And, oh, so that's the worst to not. I mean, you guys <laughs> yeah, are it really at the game to not be there for <laughs> but it. But let that's me tell you. Shit. And you guys were. We right? around the ballpark, not social distancing because no. right. we earned this just right along with the team and we don't want to miss it. No. But I don't know if you know this, but. It's a thing that if a Padres player hits a home run, that you get a free jack, uh, jumbo jack the next day at Jack in the Box. And What's so, a jumbo jack? Oh, we don't have. Yeah. We don't. I'm sorry. We're East Coast. Oh, like, I've never gone. Jack in the Box I think it, I like I think it goes old. as far as Tennessee, and then it stops. Okay. Um, so one of our fast food chains is Jack in the Box, <laughs> and they have their signature burger is a jumbo jack. And every time a Padres player hits a home run, the next day you can go and get a free. 
Jumbo Jack. Are those stackable? So when you hit a thousand home runs, you get a thousand <laughs> right. free jumbo jacks? Good question. Oh, they they imagine that these employees are probably tired of making burgers. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that is they hit another home run. <laughs> so, you know, thinking about that, though, that like this feels like your year. It seems like teams that make it to the series have something going. You know, there's some special vibe. And, you know, I've been lucky because I'm a Nats fan and a Red Sox fan. And so the past two years for me have been like, super fun what do you feel is like the thing about this team like is it gelled together like what's the team energy that makes it something special i think we have a we have our spark plug our little dugout dancer our flying walenda uh fernando (laughs) tatis jr then we have (laughs) then we have the um kind of tried and true um veteran in manny who doesn't miss, well, he's been missing a couple, but he's made some great plays this year already. Um, and and uh, who, by the way, is now hitting too, which is like the uh, two of them together. Welcome right? back, Manny. Yes, and welcome back. Too. Welcome back, and Will Myers. Will, Will Myers, who obviously hated Andy Green, our for, former manager, and now oh. is is like loose as a goose and like he's like hitting and making fun and laughing and goofing I around. See- and, the plate discipline is completely different. Completely and, different. Yeah. And yes. so does Tangler ironically get some credit for this? <sighs> yes. I think I think I think From it might be Angela. less ting- <laughs> yeah, I think it might be less tingler than the absence of Andy. <laughs> well, I don't know. He gives me tingles. So Yeah. <laughs> he must I, be I don't doing know. something right. I like him. I watch him. I listen to him. I think he's like a real man. Whereas Andy was like a teenager pretending to be a man. So I actually, so Jace is on the post game show right now. And I just, I look at his demeanor. Yeah. He, he's, he listens to these questions being asked. Yeah. He, and, and aside from throwing Tatis under the bus and continually running him over back and forth. um, I really think that he's got a way about him. And yes, he made a huge mistake when he didn't celebrate his player and instead he wanted to dog his player um, mm-hmm. and Padres Twitter chastised him for it. And he's not going to live it down. Twitter yeah. period. Like, no, every not, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. not at all. But I was actually going to say too, it is amazing to see all of the national media jumping on the Padres bandwagon. And it's about mm-hmm. time. It's about time. It's, it's unreal. And it's, it's about time. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Ange. Can't say it any better. Yeah, I just. But wow. you know, we have those few detractors who we're waiting to hear from, who've been very quiet. Like, well, but yeah. Buster Olney has been very quiet. Even Bloomski, hmm. didn't he say something? Did he really? Bloom said something. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, I think he gave us credit. Very Bloom. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe it. But um, people are even stopping saying that Padres don't have fans. They're what? Based on what? They're actually, well, that was their big thing for the last Because no one's know. in the stands right now no. compared to no, other, other, other mannequins. Those are the real fans. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the real Padres fans are mannequins. <laughs> Why are the Padres fans all cardboard? Um, no, hey, because... wait. Do, do you guys have cutouts? Do you guys have yeah. your own no. cutouts? Yeah. We have mannequins. No, yes. We have cutouts as no, well. No, you guys. I mean, you guys. Oh, no, 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 no. No. Let me just tell no. you briefly that it is such a... The Padres just want to rake over their their fans, and it's too much money. And you get one, for members anyway, you get one per account. 
And why? You pay $200 and you don't even get to sit in your seat. And I heard it wasn't 200 I heard the Doyers were charging 200 but the Padres no. were, were charging 50 No. Oh! No. If the Padres were charging $50, we would have done it. The most that they're charging is $200, and it's not even to be in your seat, and it's for a homestand, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, boy. That is crazy. Are you guys still so- no, you know, the, the Nats have, you know, the big advertising tarps, but what they just started was family members of the players, mm-hmm. which is very sweet. So they've got those up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think they may expand because they are so popular. They're, yeah. they're such a thing. And, you know, anything to like, if it's a charity thing, go for it. But right. I was kind of missing. I was like, well, you know, all these just tarps are not interesting to me, but no. I guess that's, you know, <laughs> the fact that potty mouth and I aren't there buying overpriced beer, they've got to make the money back somehow. Well, you, guys, yeah. you guys must be saving money hand over fist. No, I guess <laughs> Oh, well, kind of. I mean, you know, between the Metro ride and the beer and stuff. You know what? I'm going to interject right now. And I'm just going to say for for the purposes of our this week's episode, stay tuned because this is an excerpt from a conversation that is going to continue right now. And the rest (laughs) of the conversation is going to be released in a couple of days. So if you enjoyed this time with, with Angela and Liddy, as we are, uh, check in on our next episode. Thanks so much for our Hell's Bells pals, Angela and Liddy, for their take on what's like being in Slam Diego right now. And that's kind of a foreign country to us way over here from the East Coast. So let's instead talk about international baseball around the world. What you got, Potty Mail? Yeah, if we were to go to San Diego and just keep on going, cross that ocean, eventually you're going to get to Taiwan. And I've been hanging out a lot watching CPBL. It's so much fun. A huge shout out to everybody in the CPBL chat room on Twitter. It's I really enjoy getting up early and watching games. Except for this morning, I didn't actually mean to get up early. I just had that day before the first day of going back to work for the fall semester panic attack and baseball was there to comfort me. The lions again. Now I said this last week, this is fucking miraculous. And I hope that Clive shoe who was with us a couple of weeks ago and we made a bet with, I hope he's listening. The lions are still in first place. So if they can maintain that, Uh, We are both getting baseballs, which is very exciting from Clive. Thank you so much, Clive. This uh, right now they're in first place. The Guardians are I mean, it's not a huge first place lead. The Guardians are a half game back. The Monkeys are two games back. The Brothers are three and a half. And we have quite a ways to go. But I am excited, especially because I've been really riveted to the Lions games this weekend. They had a tie. Uh, Was it yesterday? I think No, yesterday they got crushed. Two days ago, their first game with the brothers ended in a tie, which a lot of people who watch baseball do not like and don't understand the concept. But we're not used to it. We just play until someone, you know, wins or dies. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually very appreciative that they stopped. They stopped after 12 innings. And so they stopped and the Lions got a tie and it was better than losing, which is what I was really afraid they were going to do because they were at the brothers and the brothers are, um, known for being pretty good and having a pretty energetic home crowd. Yesterday they got crushed and that was basically because they burnt out their bullpen in struggling to make that tie. So it was ugly. And I don't even remember the score. It was like 17 to two or something like that. And today was super exciting because a new pitcher 
uh, Tim Melville debuted, and I'm super excited for him. And I think we should post a link to his Twitter feed because he's funny. He's got a great attitude. He tried stinky tofu. I think I talked about him a couple weeks ago, but it was his debut today. And people were saying, well, the Lions rushed these foreign pitchers in. You know, they didn't have enough time doing practice games in the minors. So he gets rushed in, but he made it. He made, they had him on a pitch count and he didn't want to come out. And he made it with no runs. They pulled him out and it was tied. And this is CPBL. And we're used to like those 20 to 10 games. It was tied 0-0 through nine innings. Can oh my you gosh. believe it? Wait, it a was CPBL crazy. game yeah. was tied 0-0? That doesn't happen ever. The pitching was good. It was really also, good. Also, it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Rogers from the brothers was scary. And so by that time I'm thinking, okay, crap, you know, whenever the lions have to go into the bullpen, it means that we're going to be running into trouble. So we make it through the ninth and I'm okay. And make it through the 10th and make it through the 11th. And I just thought I'm praying for a tie because I didn't think that the lions could pull it off. I was hoping, but they did. They got four runs in the top of the 12th. So if anybody's not watching breakfast baseball, it's so worth it. Just check. It. And, and who knows, like this game went on forever. Talk about games going on forever. Both of us tuned in to the monkeys game yesterday because we had been promised <clears throat> Clive and Richard were going to sing a duet of take me out to the ball game in the middle of the seventh inning. And I am pretty pissed off because Richard Wang bagged out at the last minute and Clive was encouraging him. I totally appreciate Clive's intent, but boo Richard for going back on his promise. He actually did promise. This is why Clive is our new best friend and Richard is not. Gosh darn it. We want Richard to be our best friend too. Come on, Richard. Do it. Yeah. Sing. And he, I mean, Richard's a great announcer. And they had been there forever. So there was rain. And there were, I think it was three rain delays. So many. And they were super fast ones because mm -hmm. it was fine. And then it would pour. And as soon as the tarp was out, it would stop raining. And then they'd have to like undo the tarp and then fix the field, which was soaked before they got the tarp on. And it was just, oh my God, I gave up. I assumed they were calling the game. And then you text me like, oh, they're going to, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the stretch. Like, Wait, they're still playing? Are you yeah. kidding? They went back? And I texted yeah. you because I was like, oh, it's almost the middle of the seventh. It's going to happen. And yeah. bless that grounds crew. I mean, dragging out a wet tarp that many times. I can't times believe how heavy that must have been. Yeah. Oh my God. They were amazing. So the game overall went for six hours and 57 minutes. Now, <laughs> for, for East Coast time, that meant it was done at about noon. So it was a lovely morning, you know, watching baseball. For the fans in the stadium, like seven hours at the and they stayed. They stayed. And they stayed. Little kids, you know, so it's midnight there. It's 12 hours away. They stayed. They're cheering like crazy at midnight. And there was a post-game concert. And they stayed for that. That still and happened? I yeah, it still happened. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? So they, yeah. they stayed for the concert. And I forget shit. I should have written it down. It was some a, a Taiwanese musician who is sort of, it seemed like an old, like it would have been our kind of music. You know what I mean? Like our generation. And he had some song about wind and rain. And so he was sort of like taking, <laughs> you know, taking the flack for the for the rain delay. The only bummer for that game is, I don't know if you remember a few weeks ago, I was trying to fix you up with the player Nunu, the first baseman who used to play for the Akron um, Ducks. He got a bad bounce to the face and it was Ooh. a little scary. I hear he's okay, but that was rough to see. So yeah, folks, watch CPBL. It is getting exciting. Also across the ocean is the KBO, the Korean League. 
they have no more fans allowed in the stadiums. They were trying, but Korea, South Korea has had over 300 cases a day for the past three days. So they're moving up to level two, whatever that means. I know it means no more fans in the stands. So they're still playing. There's that. And I was shocked to see Daniel Palka, who is your hey. White Sox boyfriend from last year. I saw him post, I'm free. And I'm thinking, what's going on? I didn't realize that he's in the KBO now. Had you heard about about this? Yeah. So apparently he had a pretty shitty year last year with the White Sox, and he didn't make the um, extended team this year, like at all. But he was still under White Sox control. So he's on a one-year contract with the Samsung Lions, and he gets a bunch of money, and the White Sox get a bunch of money, and he gets to play for a year and enjoy being in Korea. And who knows? You know, maybe he'll get his shit together and be good coming back from for next year. The good news for me is the Dinos who I had picked and I'm not paying at all attention to. Maybe I should keep not paying attention to them because they remain in first place. The Heroes are a game behind them. The Wyverns uh, still out of luck 24 games back and the Eagles 29 games back. And my last international baseball update is from Venezuela. They are not playing this winter. And I'm guess I'm thinking that this is going to, you know, snowballs, so to speak, because we know that the Caribbean series is not going on. I haven't heard about the other winter leagues, but Venezuela has said no mas baseball este año. So you've got a whole week coming up. I'm just going to say that my week this week is going to be pretty chill. I'm going to be counting up my t-shirts to see who wins for sure, if it's MLB <laughs> or my t-shirt drawer. But you've got a whole change in, in lifestyle this week. I have to work. Work sucks. I know all y'all, like a lot of you folks are listening, have zero sympathy, as does mm-hmm. Mr. Pottymouth, because he's like, I've been working, but I'm a teacher and I go through this sort of seasonal depression syndrome and it's hitting me right about now because tomorrow is the first day that I report back. It is going to get in the way of my breakfast baseball and I am sad about that. I could understand that. So perhaps there are some people who listen to our show that would like to watch breakfast baseball to make up for the fact that you might not be one of those people that Twitter tells us is actually watching the game, watching the English broadcast of the game. Please do watch Breakfast Baseball. Please do report back if you see dead people in the stands in uh, Major League (laughs) Baseball games, because I couldn't identify any. So I think any that are left are more like private jokes that I am unaware of. Please feel free to listen to past episodes of No Crying in Baseball. Tell your friends if you think they'd like to hear us talk about baseball. And please find us on social media. We'd like to talk to you. Yeah, talk to us on Twitter at NCIB Podcast, Facebook and Instagram, no crying in b-ball. And in the meantime, please wear your masks and stay inside and social distance. Fight the man. And until next week, say goodnight, potty mouth. Good night, potty mouth. <laughs>